Welcome to the Freedom Girls podcast, where we talk about finding freedom in every part of your life, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, and living in a state of laughter and joy. Hello, and welcome back to Freedom Girls. So today I have a very special guest. Her name is Michaelin Modulin. <laughs> and did I say that? Yes, name? perfect. Okay, A plus. Okay, <laughs> Most people call her Mick. She is a 25-year-old, fierce, fiercely passionate about serving Jesus Christ. And her favorite way to serve Jesus is by serving other people. Mm. She's currently a communication specialist, which she loves, uh, but... Ministry is what sets her heart on fire, and that's what she spends a lot of her time doing, especially with the Empowerment Project, which she founded in 2019. It's a community of women that encourages each other forward um, in living life boldly according to the will of the Father. And she actually has a team of writers, um, which is pretty cool. And they produce a new podcast episode every Thursday, and they're she has, um, with her writers, they have faith-based articles every weekday and a weekly newsletter. So that's always something to um, keep an eye out for uh, if you want to sign up for that. She's going to tell us more at the end of the podcast. But she has a lot of hobbies. The main <laughs> ones are writing, reading, photography. But um, like I said, ministry is what sets her heart on fire. And it's the main reason why I asked her to be a guest on this podcast. I just felt as I kind of Instagram stalked her, as you know, it's pretty normal these days. Um, Just the way that she speaks uh, about God, about the word, you can tell that she just speaks in truth. And those are the type of people that I, one, love to surround myself with. And two, just love to have on our podcast, just to speak bold truth. Mm -hmm. Um, to everyone listening. So, Michaelin, Mick, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. And what we're actually going to talk about is being content in your season of singleness. And um, I'm currently married. I have been for about four years, but I do remember that stage of my life. And so I can't wait to talk about this with you. Um, Why don't you go ahead and just Kind of sum up, um, you can tell us a little bit about yourself, your current season in the relationship world, how you're doing with it. Maybe just sum up for us um, what you think contentment and singleness looks like. Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. It's always such an honor when somebody like reaches out and kind of gives me space to share what's on my heart or what I believe God has put on my heart. Um, Because you know, having a podcast myself or having a community myself, I know that like not to take it lightly because I know like for me, I'm very careful about who I entrust my audience with and who I um, allow them to hear from somebody that um, I trust, you know, because it's like being a good steward of what God has, you know, given to you for that time. And so being protective of their hearts and their perception and who they're going to be hearing from, um, I think is really, really important. So when people ask me to come on and share, I'm like, oh, it's always just such an honor because I know how um, big of a deal it actually is. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. And um, I'm really excited about this topic because it is one that 
we run around all of the time. I mean, we just run circles and circles around singleness. Um, people are so caught up in in singleness. And um, I feel like, you know, in church culture, being in a relationship really is kind of like the end goal for everybody, right? So it's like, there, you know, we're all just kind of like doing life. And then once we get married, like that's when our life starts, you know, that's when we can start that, that dream or when we can, um, you know, have that security and who we are knowing that we're loved or that we have, um, or that we've been completed or we have found our other half or whatever it is. Um, and so I feel like there's this real outcry from our generation and generations before us and below us. But um, there's this real outcry from people, both men and women, um, needing to find contentment in their single season. So super excited to talk about this. And I feel like we're going to cover a lot of ground. And as you can probably already tell, I'm somewhat long winded. So if you're like, hey, stop talking for five seconds and I'm going to ask a question then just jump in, let, let me know. Um, but I'm going to try to get through um, all of my thoughts uh, today. But so where I am at right now with... Um, Singleness is so super single. Um, I feel like my season of singleness has gone through like many seasons, like like many seasons. Um, it's like there's kind of been a lot of seasons packed into this one season of me kind of like on this journey of singleness. Um, I remember like even since I was like younger, like I always had a boyfriend. Like I was just like, you know, it, it wasn't even like dating when you're like in grade school, but like you just like have your boyfriend and like you send your friend over to like ask them out or whatever. And so like, I never had a lot of experience with like being alone. Um, and I kind of always found myself in relationships and it wasn't until, um, college that I found myself with my first like true heartbreak. Like I'd had my heart broken, um, prior to that one, but like this one was one that was going to take some time, you know, that wasn't just going to be solved by like, another, you know, warm body or another hand to hold or another guy to, you know, date. Like this was one that was going to sting for a while. Um, and so I, I kind of like occupied my time a little bit with, um, other guys, but I was, wasn't like, my heart still wasn't in it. My heart still wasn't there, you know? And so I kind of embarked on my first like season of singleness. And I knew that, um, and it, it's funny too, because like whenever you're going through a season, especially as a believer, you kind of like start doing all this research, right? Like you look up like YouTube videos of like, you know, being content in your single season. You're like really trying to like pour into yourself, or at least if you're like healthy, that's what, that's, that's where you run to rather than like other sorts of vices. But, um, for me, I really wanted to like take the season and be alone with Jesus and like really, be fulfilled by him. And um, that was something that was really important to me in that time. And in that time is really whenever I feel like my relationship with Jesus was elevated and taken to a new level. Um, and so I remember then when I started to get into a new relationship, I was almost in this place of like, but I don't want to leave this season with Jesus. Like, I don't want to leave behind my singleness because it's been so sweet. And like, I've really allowed him to fill these voids in my life. And he showed up and done it every single time that I asked. And, um, and so whenever I started moving into this relationship, even though it was godly and I knew it was God calling me into that, into that relationship and learned so much from it, it was, it was great. Um, but I, I had a bit of this like kind of back and forth, this moment of like, well, it's been so great. And then, so then fast forward that uh, relationship ended and then I found myself kind of back at square one again. And so kind of on this journey again of singleness. And so I'm still single from it. That was, oh my gosh. That was five years ago. So I am on year five of being single, which is crazy. It, that's, I mean, it feels like forever, but at the same time, you know, 
that's a really long time um, <laughs> to like be single and not have anybody. But um, I feel like I've kind of went through all of these different seasons of like being bitter about it and then being ready and then like kind of moving into a different season of like, um, you know, needing to rely on the Lord again and feeling like I'm not ready. And um, so I feel like that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's just kind of in this season of like, I need to spend time with God and becoming who he's called me to be before I can be what I need to be for somebody else. And so like, that's where I stand right now. And so I can see like in seasons where I was like, oh God, I'm ready. Bring me somebody. I can look at this season right now and be so thankful <laughs> that all I have to worry about is myself and that I have the freedom to make different moves and do different things and really dream and be with the Lord. Um, but I've kind of experienced, I feel like so many different seasons of like loneliness and, um, and then just complete liberation with just being, being with God. And so I feel like I can speak to all these different areas, but where I'm at right now, um, is kind of just in the season of, of contentment of, um, thankfulness. Yeah. And I love how you share just going through all of those different seasons. And one thing that you said that I really liked was, um, that you asked God to fill that void and he did every single mm. time um, because God wants to fill that right. void for us. And I think a lot of times we kind of ask God to just fix the situation, take this feeling away mm. from me, um, just fix this. Maybe it's not necessarily like bring me someone, although most times, like I remember when I was single, I was like, God, just show me who you want me to be. <laughs> <Yeah. but>, uh, <laughs> take the wrong people out, put the right yes. people in. But it's like, hey, what if God wants us to slow mm. down and ask him to be the one to fill that void first. for sure um and so i really like that and just you know the most important thing we can do for a relationship anyways especially to have a strong christian biblical foundation of a marriage is to have a strong relationship mm. individually with god because if we don't have that we're not going to have a strong relationship together as one yeah. with god and so or with our significant right. other. so i really liked how you pointed that out in I think that says a lot about who you are to be able to um, just say that your singleness has been so sweet. I mean, that doesn't mean it's right. easy, you know, I'm sure, you know, there, there's tough things about each mm. season of life that we go through, but I just really liked that you said that. And I wanted to point Thank that you. out. Um, yeah. But so uh, my next question for you was kind of on like the tug of war of singleness, mm. um, which we, we touched on a little bit there, but, I don't know if you have anything else to say about maybe struggling to be content slash also having peace um, and knowing, you know, that when God's ready for you to meet someone, you will, yeah. like I said, just because we know what we should do. Um, and just because, you know, we're, we're, we have peace with God doesn't mean it's going to be easy. So I don't know if you want to go into Oh that my gosh. Time. Yeah. This is such a struggle. And I feel like it's like, I feel like you play tug of war with so many different areas of your life. Like whether it's like your routines or keeping things clean or what you eat or making sure you work out well, or like, you know, being content with how your body is, but also wanting to like grow and be better and add more things. And I think it's the same thing with like, and it's just human nature. I feel like to go back and forth and second guess and doubt and question and hesitate, move forward. You've never known anything truer than this right now. And like everything just kind of, you know, this push and pull. And I feel like, like in, in singleness, I've of course felt this, like I could literally feel that way, like feel so content in my singleness. Like, yeah, I am like 
you know, running my world. Like this is, I'm independent. I can be selfish. Like I've got all this time, like at eight o'clock in the morning. And then at 3 PM, I'm like, whoa, is me. I'm like, God, are you ever going to send me anyone? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it really can, it can change like so many things. And I feel like that's just part of being human. But then like where you bring Jesus into it is like him being your anchor to kind of like pull you up out of that push and pull, pull you up out of those waves that are like kind of knocking you all around because like what you, you know, you may wake up and have a wonderful like morning to yourself and you're like, oh, this is so sweet. Like I could just stay here forever. And after scrolling through Instagram for an hour, you're like, oh, these people are living this life. And like, why can't that be me? God, am I ever going to meet anybody? And it really is like, you can like really start to, to taunt yourself with like, Uh, measuring yourself up against so many different things. And so I think that like being able to ground yourself in the Lord and come back to that center and like that peace that he's given you, is so, so important. And I feel like a lot of people, that's kind of what they're missing or what they're like, they're skipping is having that peace um, or that rest in God and like being able to, to recenter and come back to that and remembering that what he told you there is true, not what you are feeling outside of those moments or outside of being like um, connected to the father or aligned with his heart. And at the same time, like, I feel like too, like it's, it's difficult. Cause I feel like a lot of people can speak to this after like being married of like, Oh, it came, you know, when I least expected it. And like, for me, I'm like, I have no idea. Like I have no idea when he's going to show up or what's going to happen or what's going to come or whatever. And so I can't say if like, you know, I, I'm mean, like, I know the Lord's going to fulfill, fulfill that area of my life. Um, and I know that it's a desire of my heart. And I know that we, um, we are called into relationship and we are, um, you know, if it is a desire, there are some people that are called into singleness and that's where they, where they vibe out. Like, they're like, I, I want to be alone. Like, this is, this is what God's called me to. Um, and I think that you'll know what God's called you to. And I feel like there's a lot of singles that hear like, um, you know, well, like, don't get your hopes up on a, on a husband coming. Like, God, you know, God might've called you into singleness and like, you not know it. I'm like, what? I'm like, that is just nuts. Like, I'm like, I understand like where they're coming from. Like biblically, like, yes, you can be called into that. I'm like, at the same time though, as believers and as Christians and as like sons and daughters, like we are aligned with, with God and we know his will, like as he reveals it to us. And, um, like knowing that, like, if he's placed that desire in your heart, that's not a wrong desire. It only becomes wrong whenever you place it above him whenever you make it more important than being with him and so I mean like if if that is a desire of your heart like continue to like hold on to that and hope for that and 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 pray for that um because the Lord the Lord knows that and it's biblical that the Lord will give you the desires desires of your heart so long as it aligns with his will and um and is godly and righteous and all of those all of those things that really end up mattering and so I think that it's kind of always this constant push and pull or this like tug of war you call it. And I love, I love that you call it that. Cause I feel like <laughs> in so many different, like calling it a tug of war. I'm like, we're always in some sort of like battle, you know, like overall there's like the war and overall, like the war has already been won, but until we, until we arrive there, um, you know, there's always going to be these battles going on in this, um, this war or this, these battles for your um, contentment and for your peace and for your rest. And if, if Satan can distract you from that, then he's, already like you know he's already gained you know an inch or gained an inch and an inch and an inch um and before you know it you know you're completely subject to that and you're settling and um you know in relationships you have no business being in so i think it's definitely 
definitely a tug of war, um, but I think it's like being able to walk through all of it with Jesus and knowing his promises and knowing um, that he's got you regardless, even if you never, ever meet anybody, um, you know, that you can be content in, in who he is and who he says you are and in his love for you. Mm-hmm. I love that. You said so many great things. I'm like trying to remember all the ones <laughs> that highlight. I do that. I do that all the time. Oh. Whenever I'm interviewing somebody, like I'll just be like so lost, like what they're saying. Cause it's like, just, uh, you know, like a breath of fresh air. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I totally like just got lost and I didn't write anything down. And now I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're one of those people that are like, they're just really good at like using the right. Oh my gosh. Like, like you really Uh, thank you so much it's the lord i'm telling you what i'm not i'm not even half as smart or half as wise so oh my goodness um so yeah i i really liked that and i also liked your example about you know the social Mm. media with the tug of war tug of war like you know one second we might be at peace and the next second you know maybe we're looking at social media seeing what other people have and um, I think it's important to know where the root is mm-hmm. coming from. Um, you know, looking at the root of discontentment, and that doesn't mean you're living in discontentment, mm-hmm. but like you said, maybe you realize, okay, social media might be a trigger for me that produces this discontentment in my heart. And um, so I don't know if uh, you have any, what you believe, maybe some true roots of this mm-hmm. discontentment um, in singleness could be. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that like, of course we know that, that Instagram, if it's not, or Instagram or whatever, Pinterest or wherever you're getting, you know, Mm -hmm. being fed all over the place. We're always, we always have stuff being shoved down our throats and what our life should look like. But, um, whenever we're scrolling on these different platforms, uh, you know, it's so easy Okay, so like comparison and insecurity, we know that that comparison and insecurity go go quite hand in hand. And whenever we're scrolling through these different things, like it, it can automatically like feed into our insecurities and our our feelings of comparison. And as many times as we can say it, we've all heard it said, and we've all said it ourselves. Instagram's just a highlight reel, and we know that, you know. And it's like, how where's the disconnect in the fact of like us knowing that and us actually like living that out? And it comes from not being content in our day-to-day life we're not content in um so so like with that being the root and then like instagram like taking it to another level so it's like we want to blame instagram for the comparison problems and it's like but would it still be there without without instagram would you still find something to compare yourself with or whatever like for me being in a small town like all of my friends are married with kids or are about married with kids are married without kids or have kids and aren't married like they all are like on to this next season of life. And it's so, it, it, when it first kind of started unraveling, it was really hard for me to like wrap my head around. Cause I started to feel like, oh my gosh, like all of these, all the, all of them are moving forward in their life. And it felt like I wasn't, even though I was moving forward into my life, just different areas. Um, it felt like by the world standards or by like society measure, like they were, they were, they were moving into things that were like more important. And, um, I think there's something to be said. I think, and I say this with so much love, like um, I, I watched a, not a documentary. It was some comedian actually that was talking about um, singleness. And he was like, I love comedy. Like I'm actually kind of hilarious. I don't, you know, put that out there, but I'm, I'm really funny. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But I love 
was like him like kind of like preaching this while also um, being funny was like, oh my gosh, this is such a dream. And he was talking about how we get so caught up in like um, comparing ourselves to people who are in relationships or are married. Um, and he talked about how like the success rate of marriage or like if you like ask people how many people were content in their marriage, like it would be like the statistics were insane. Like it was, I don't know, it was like one in six or something like that. Like it was like really, really low. Um, and of course that doesn't go to speak for everybody, but I feel like we lose sight of that. And there's so many people, I mean, like marriage is to be celebrated. I'm not coming down on marriage. I want marriage. I'm just saying it's not always what it seems from the outside, no matter what pictures you post, not, not, no matter like, even if you were like spending so much time with them, like you never know what's going on inside the heart of a person. And I know so many relationships or marriages that struggle or are, you know, divorced or, or whatever. And I remember like thinking, like, I was like, praying. And I was like, wow, God, thank you so much for protecting me from, from this relationship, because I know that I would not be happy in this marriage. Like if I was married to this person, like I, I would be really, really not doing well, you know? And so being able to be honest with myself and being like, Lord, thank you for protecting me. Thank you for keeping me. Thank you for seeing me as a treasure to be hidden. Like I think as, as singles, um, and I'm not saying that like, this season is like more important than any other season at all. I'm just saying like to look for the beauty in it because a lot of times we just see like arriving at marriage and it's like, boom, now everything's perfect and, and great. You can probably attest to like, you know, even if your marriage is complete, like super close to perfect, you can still attest to like this season has its own struggles. Like that things are, things are still tough here. Like it's, it doesn't, didn't matter if I was in a relationship or out of a relationship, like every season brings its own challenges and own struggles. Um, and you can be thankful that you have somebody to go through it with or somebody that you can butt heads with, you know, like there's just many different ways yeah. of looking at it. And so I think it's really, really dangerous whenever we compare or get lost in comparison, because I think that um, like be overcoming comparison, I'm not sure is ever really a place that you can arrive at either. I think it's being able to come back around, recenter and get alone with the Lord and thanking him for preserving you during this time for something great, for um, not letting yourself settle and, and being proud of that. Um, there's so many different things I can say, but I feel like I've been talking for 26 minutes, but like just being like, you know, <laughs> thank you, Lord, because whenever I think of like a woman in singleness or a man in singleness, I really think of them as like a treasure that's, that needs to be found. Like, and, and that is searching for them. Um, but they're, they're hidden away right now. And sometimes like, I know for me, like I went through a season where like not a single guy was paying me any sort of attention, none, none. And I was like, what the heck? Like, I'm like, I'm putting myself out there. And I'm like, even if it wasn't my husband, like, why aren't they like, you know, like hitting me back? Like, I'm so confused. And I was like feeling so rejected. And I'm like, this sucks. Like, what's wrong with me? And I started like self-diagnosing all of these reasons why I wasn't like worthy or wasn't wanted or like, you know, was rejected or like no one, you know, cared or I would never find a husband or whatever. And God was like, so like clearly like, this is my time. Like I've hidden you away for time with me. Like their eyes will fall on you when I say, like when I like when you, you can have their attention, I'll let them have your attention or vice versa. But like, this is my time, my time with you. And that was kind of that season when I was talking about earlier, where it was just so sweet and it was just me and the Lord. And whenever I got a hold of that, I was able to kind of like let those distractions down and, um, and, you know, move into that season with the Lord. And then of course, as soon as I like overcame that test, then Satan got involved. And, and then they were all like, Hey, Hey, Hey. And I'm like, God's called me into a season of singleness. Like, 
talk to you right now. It always happens like that. Um, but you know, it's just right. it's just overcoming and um, you know, and 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 really leaning into you know the Lord and keeping your ear to the ground and knowing which way He wants you to move and when. Yeah, definitely. And you talked about the comparison trap being a possible route. And I think I have like in the season of motherhood, I think I found myself in that comparison trap a little bit. But when I look back, I just wanted to touch on maybe one or two more routes um, just to kind of encourage everyone to maybe look at if they are feeling any type of discontentment, try to see, just seek the Lord in what their route might be. Um, when I look back at mine, I think mine may have come from thinking the grass is greener on the other side or um, a common one might, you know, in society now there's always a pull to want more, to be more, to get yeah. to that next stage, um, to climb the ladder, that type of thing. And so um, I think we all just have a hard time sitting still in any yeah. area of our lives. And so for me, I think I kind of looked at um, – Maybe I wasn't trusting mm. God completely. Um, you know, like I did trust him and I would tell you I 100% trust him. But I think trusting God and living in that trust in God is kind of a yeah. different thing. Um, and so I don't really think I was necessarily living in that trust because I was looking forward to the next season and I wanted that next season. And, um, you know, you talked about... Um, you talked about like mm -hmm. marriage is not perfect. And it's definitely not Ashton and I, we have yeah. you know, a wonderful marriage and he's my best friend and we are pretty right. much obsessed with each other, <laughs> but we always say like mm. single is simple. Um, and even like now that, so, you know, when we were single, we we're like, Oh, we want to be married. And so then when we're married, <laughs> we're like, well, at least, yeah. like, Oh, I just want kids. And it's like, we talk like, uh, Hey, don't rush anything because, um, being, being married without children is simple. Being single is simple. And so just really not living the, um, the grass is greener on the other yeah. side. Of mentality, oh, for sure. Um, yeah. But, yeah. But, and then, you know, holding, like you said, kind of hiding mm -hmm. you away like a treasure. Um, I really like that. Yeah. I think that's a good way of looking at it. And a lot of times he, hides us back for refinement mm -hmm. that needs to take place before he can share <laughs> us with someone. And um, so what do you think, you know, uh, so wait, we'll talk about waiting periods. Most refining right. comes from waiting periods. Um, and is there anything you, we, you talked about this a little bit, but anything you think that we should or could be doing during Oh my gosh. Period? I think there's so many things. I think that like, and I, I love how this ties into the previous you know, question and what we just talked about of like, you know, this is simple and like, you know, are like carrying things into, into different seasons. And I think that like, there's so many different things you can do, but I think the most important of course is like getting alone with God and allowing him to, um, tell you who you are. Um, and because if you know that God loves you, then you're going to be able to love yourself and it's not going to be your partner's job, though they do love you. It's not going to be your partner's job to affirm, affirm that love. Um, because like, if you don't know 
if like I, I was I, I was talking to a friend not long ago and she was talking about how like she had this ambition or this like idea of marriage and then she got into into marriage and like her body image issues didn't go away her insecurities didn't go away and he would tell her over and over again he's like you're perfect I love you you're you're beautiful you're so many things and she's like he would say it until he was numb in the face but like it never it never penetrated my heart. Like I never, I, I never could get past it because it wasn't his, his place to fill that. And so we carry our insecurities into these relationships. And so I think that like allowing God to come in and define you and allowing him to show you that he loves you so that you can then love yourself. Because as, as much as it is your partner's responsibility to love you, it's also not their responsibility to like make you happy or to determine your mood or to determine, you know, what you believe about yourself. Right. So all of that stuff is just bonuses. And so I think, um, that is, you know, first and foremost, but I also think like, we all kind of come with some sort of baggage. Some people have, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's all to some extent have, you know, we all have got plenty of it, but just depending on, you know, where you've been or what you've, you know, what life experiences you've had, um, you know, really working on your heart and allowing God to come in and create room for healing in your life. Because like, if you, if you don't, if you don't do that, you are going to carry all of, you're going to charge your new person with the, with the wrongdoings of, of the last person that you've been with, like, say for instance, like you were cheated on and, and, and rightfully you're hurt by that. Like rightfully um, that stings and you need to take time to get over it and, and move on. But a lot of people kind of jump too soon into new relationships and then they kind of have the, this extra um, kind of chip on their shoulder of like, well, this person's going to cheat on me or like, I don't trust you or I have trust issues. And it's like, Yes. And all of that stuff is completely valid, but it is not this new person's responsibility to come and clean up what was done to you prior. Like they can come in and, you know, add to the work that you've already done and, and you know, reminding you of who you are, who God says you are and all of that. But ultimately when it all boils down to it, like that's between you and the Lord. And the that's honestly not doing that is a recipe for failed relationships because you're going to speak it so much. You're going to think it so much. Like it's going to run rampant in your heart and live rent free in your head. And you, and, and not that you're, you're doing it to yourself um, by thinking these things or that, you know, that you've done it or, or whatever, but you're making space for it in your relationship. And so it's going to add seeds of doubt and add seeds of worry and hesitation and question and all of these things. And they're going to eventually, you know, they're going to eventually sprout up. They're going to bloom. They're going to grow. And so being so on guard of what you allow space in your heart now, um, because that's going to be or set the set the tone for what you allow space in your relationships moving on. And um, I love this quote. It says, um, oh, gosh, I hope I can pull it out of my head. Um, <laughs> it's the end of the hump day. So I'm like, um, OK, but the the uh, the um the quote is, if you're not going to do the work um, that's required of you in your single season, don't complain about the duration of the wait. And that has always like stuck with me. And I'm not sure if the, the, the exact words are required because God is grace gracious and, and we know that. But at the same time, um, yeah. <laughs> he's also not going to give you something that you're not ready for. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to walk up to your child and hand them the car keys and be like, here you go. 
I, I've given you this big responsibility and like, you're not going to do a wise parent does not do that. A wise and loving parent does not let their four-year-old, you know, turn on the stove or like cook or boil, you know, water, like, because it's dangerous. They're not ready for it. They, 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 um, you know, they can't handle it right now. And I firmly believe that God loves us too much to, to allow us to walk into seasons that are going to be, or to call us into seasons that are going to be really, really painful. And I know we can look at a lot of our relationships and be like, well, I learned a lot from that and, and whatever. And it's like, yeah, because he's good and he works things together for our good. That's biblical. But did he call you into that relationship or was that a detour? Like, yes, he's going to use it in your life He's because he is good. But did you make that decision to move into that relationship or did he call you there? And he's, he, he typically doesn't call us into things that are going to, to pull us away from him. He never would do that. Doesn't typically, he's not going to do that. So, I mean, like asking yourself, like, am I doing the work or am I like, um, while I'm waiting on the person to who, who I'm waiting for, am I becoming the person that they need? Am I becoming who God has called me to be and using your single season to really reflect what God has done in you? Because, you know, if you get along with God and you can be like, okay, I'm so undeserving of grace. I'm so undeserving of X, Y, Z and allow that to shift and shape your heart. You're only going to, to be able to love your partner like Jesus loves you because you're going to be like, listen, I'm not perfect either. And I've been extended this grace. And so I recognize that you are also not perfect. And I'm excited to extend you the same grace that I've so freely been given and really being Jesus to your partner and moving forward with them that way. So I feel like there's a lot of heart, you know, um, healing that needs to be done a lot of, you know, getting alone with the father and allowing him to uproot those things and really be careful about what you're carrying around with you into, into new seasons. Um, and ask yourself, you know, like what can go and like, what, what will you allow God to come in and fix? And, um, you know, being excited about it because the only thing that it can do is it can contribute to the to the health of your of your relationships in the future. Yeah, exactly. And I think some of those things actually lead into my next question for you really well, um, especially when you mentioned about how <laughs> jumping into a relationship. Um, and I think that that could be evidence, you know, sometimes if we jump into a relationship that God never meant for us, that's, we're, we're basically mm-hmm. trying to jump ahead of God, um, trying to act upon our own will. And, um, you know, we, sh- we right. should want what God wants. Um, that, that should be our desire to want what God wants. And the closer we are to God, the more aligned we will be with his will. And the way that we get closer to God is obviously through, spending time with him and prayer and reading his word. And so I think, like you said, you know, during this waiting period, that's what we should be doing um, because, you know, when those red flags go off, um, we won't just automatically jump into these relationships we shouldn't be in. Um, We'll know when, like you knew, you were called to a season of singleness. You knew that. And so you didn't try to make something happen that wasn't supposed to happen, which will in turn just cause more harm for you and for the other person as well. And, um, and so 
uh, what do you think some of the dangers could be? Oh my gosh, so many. But real quick, I just found the quote and it is, if you're not going to spiritually develop in your waiting period, don't complain about the duration of the wait. I said to go back and do this. I was like, I know that's not right. I know that's not right. But spiritually uh, develop in your waiting period. Don't complain about the duration of the wait. And so that speaks to somebody because it really yeah. spoke to me <clears throat> and it will need to get my hands dirty and get alone with the Lord because I don't want to be caught off guard whenever my husband shows up, you know, like, Oh no, like now I've got Amen. all of this crap and I haven't dealt with it, you know? So, okay. Jumping ahead of God, the dangers, <laughs> literally so many. Um, I mean, like name something that's not stepping outside of God's will is like, ah, like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I feel like too, you know, we can get super caught up in like, Oh, I don't know what he wants me to do. I'm so blah, blah, blah. And it's like, if you're moving forward with the heart of like, God, I feel like you've called me into this, even if you're misreading or like mishearing or, you know, you are like, you, you're wrong, but you go forward with it with, um, with a heart to please God, I really believe that he's going to grace you. And like, if he has to redirect you, like he will being open to that redirection. So I feel like moving forward, but being open to redirection really is the key of like moving forward into something that you're not sure if is God or not. Um, but when we're talking about like jumping ahead of God, we're talking about like doing something clearly that you feel like God has not called you into or not called you to, you know, to pursue. And um, you are, I think one of the clear signs that you're doing that is justification. Like if it is of God, like you're typically not going to have to justify it. You're not going to have to talk yourself into it, you know, um, because the truth is there. The truth is laid out. Like God's given you peace and granted you the opportunity in a way to move forward and do it. But if you're constantly be like, well, you know, this or this, and it's like, well, then probably that's what he's telling me to do. And it's like, he, he, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so going back and like asking yourself kind of the hard hitting questions and then being honest with yourself about, um, about if you're jumping ahead of God or not. And so I think that like, there's so many dangers with jumping into, especially relationships that God hasn't asked you to. Um, if you have your ear to the ground and like you are, and you know what God's saying, but maybe you're like deflecting it. Um, Cause I feel like, you know, and maybe, maybe I'm the worst person in the world, but like I have, I have, heard or like felt things that I'm like, okay, I don't feel like this is something that God wants me to do, but I kind of just like shut off because what I want. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, and I, I kind of like talk myself into it. Um, and, and moving forward and, um, which it's so horrible, like so, so bad. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh, I've never, <laughs> you know, like I, I'm human, like anyone else. Um, but you know, whenever you move into this and especially if it's not the will of the father, like, and you are being attentive to what he is saying or calling you to do, um, the only way that 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 relationship can end in his destruction, you know, um, because if you're not willing to leave, like God's going to rip them from you. Like if you really do belong to him and because I've been in a relationship before where I just literally did not have the strength to leave. Like I was like, God, I know, I know, I know, I know that I'm not supposed to be in this relationship or every time that I like tried to leave, like, you know, there was like a manipulation or something that happened that like, I felt like I never could, like it just kept wrapping back around me and I didn't have the backbone to like cut mm -hmm. things off in like a really like distinct way. And I remember like praying like, God, please, if this is not your will, like remove this person from my life. And, and he, he did, he dang well did. He did it and it hurt. I prayed for it, but it hurt, you know, <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like have in, in relationships or in anything with your mm -hmm. life as well. But like, 
you know, that prayer I feel like is warranted for so many things, especially if it's coming from like a pure heart of like, God, I don't know if this is right or not. If it's not like, please remove it from my life because I just don't have the strength or the wisdom right now to see that it isn't. Um, but kind of was saying that, like, obviously, if we jump into a relationship with somebody like it's going to end one way or another. And with ending or whatever normally comes a lot of pain, um, a lot of destruction, possible rejection, um, you know, baggage is going to stay with us for quite some time that we're going to have to have to work with God on. And I feel like you are by jumping into a relationship, like you're moving backwards. Like you think you're jumping forward, but all you're doing you really should just like get in a train and go the opposite direction if that's what you're going to do, because you're going to have to, you're going to have to not only continue to move forward into what God's called you to do, but now you have all of this sludge, all of this extra stuff on you that you're going to have to work to get off and all of this soul searching, this repairing of your heart, repairing of your emotions, repairing of your, your view and your clarification, your clarity around relationships and life. Um, Because I mean, like, I don't know if you've ever been through a breakup, but they, they freaking suck. Like, you know, like you have to take some time and like, you know, work through that. And so you really have to get to a point of like, God, if this is not you, I don't want it. If this is not you, I do not want it because all you're doing by jumping ahead is setting yourself back. And, and, and the enemy wants you to think that you're, that you're, that you're moving ahead of God or that you're getting there before him and things are going to be great. But really, it's it's not that way at all. And, and you're going to end up having to do a lot more work and regain the ground that you made months ago before you got into this relationship and then move forward yet again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, and like you said, you know, God, mm. if this is not you, I do not want it. And something I said today, I actually, I was driving in the car and I just felt like, you know, obviously God lays things on our heart sometimes. And, um, and I just said, is this, is this spirit led or is this Libby led? And because I get myself into (laughs) not like Mm -hmm. trouble, but like so much trouble all the time because I, I'm such an, like have such an entrepreneur mindset in my family. They're all entrepreneurs. They all have their own businesses and you know, whatever. And so I just like, I always come up with these ideas and I just run with it, you know? And then I'm like, oh crap, kind of just what you just said. Then you have all this sludge to work out and then Mm -hmm. you you end up hurting other people too, because they've got in on the mission. Yeah. And I think same thing with relationship. It's like, um, if you genuinely care about this person, love them enough to not get involved. Like if you know that they are not your person, no matter how bad you want them to be at this moment, love them enough to usher them forward into the life that, that God has called for them to have, you know? Cause I mean, like both people walk away hurt. So I, I love that you said that. Cause I mean, like nobody really comes out untouched regardless of what they put off or, you know, how they hold themselves. Like they're carrying something with them <laughs> from that relationship. And it's probably painful. And if it's not painful now, it'll be painful later. Yeah, exactly. And you had mentioned something about how God took that person out of your life. And, um, you know, I think sometimes I know, at least for me, um, he, I don't know, you know, he probably wanted to teach me something. I think something so, you know, mm-hmm. with what I just stated and what you were talking mm-hmm. about, you can apply it to any season of life. And, you know, I think one of the one thing I really like to do is ask God when I'm in yeah. seasons, like, OK, what do you want to teach me here? You know, it's like, OK, give me all of the seasons yeah. as fast as I can. What do you want me to learn? <laughs> 
And so, um, and so I think sometimes I know at least he's called me to act and like, he can do whatever he wants. He can, he can take this person out of your life. Um, you know, in the blink of an eye, he can bring two people out of it unscathed, but sometimes he also asks you to do something and to act and know that, yeah, this is going to suck, but Hey, you know, this is a consequence, um, of stepping outside, you know, of the will of God. And, um, like I said, well, okay. So also yeah. we do want to know that, you know, God yeah. is also loving, but he is correcting <clears throat> and, you know, we can't ignore either side. Um, so also something I just wanted to mention real quick. So I said, jump ahead of God, but obviously God right. is in yesterday, today and tomorrow. So <laughs> just to clarify for everyone listening, it's not necessarily <laughs> jumping ahead of him because his we plan. can't do that. It's I'm, yeah. I'm mainly referring to yeah. rushing his timing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, okay. So how do we know I faced this Mm-hmm. season as well and like knowing okay do I go to PA school yeah. or do I not I've wrestled <clears throat> with it so many times um and and I really like the verse I mentioned this in my last podcast too but I love the verse whether you turn to the right or to mm-hmm. the left you'll hear a voice saying this is the way I walk in it and like you just said you know when you are like when your heart is positioned to genuinely want the will yeah. of God and genuinely want what God wants I, like you said, I do believe God is going to lead you upon that right path. But, um, so how do we know when the right guy comes along? Uh, what if we're so focused on not settling that we end up actually missing the guy that yeah. God has for us? Cause I know that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> I, I love this because, uh, I think that we can get so caught up in this question. Like I've asked myself this too. I'm like, well, what if I like have such high standards and then I never like meet the person that like God, you know, has for me or whatever. And I feel like, you know, he will introduce you to the person that you're supposed to be with, whether it's like, you know, you meeting him or him meeting you, like guys aren't just going to like fall into our lap or show up at my doorstep, you know, like that's just, we, we kind of, like you said, we got to act, we got to do things. We got to, you know, go and meet and and put ourselves in in community and situations to meet other people. I think one of the biggest like telling signs for like a a guy in specific, um, of course, like, you know, him being a believer and a follower of God, um, surrendered and, um, him, him, him complimenting your purpose. I feel like, um, I, I read a, I read an article about this one time and it really like stuck with me about like, um, bringing like God will, you know, match people together or like put people together or whatever. And if he can come alongside and like compliment your purpose, because I feel like we're so quick to allow our, like the people in our life or like the man in our life, like I'm sure there's some girls that can relate to this, but like you, once you're introduced to them or whatever, and they don't kind of understand what you're doing or like, don't understand like your plan. It doesn't really mean anything to them. They don't really care, you know, and then you are willing to like set down what you know, God has called you to do in order to be in this relationship. And so I think for him to be able to come and like, come alongside you and cheer you along and, and not that you guys have to have the same purpose, not that he has to understand what you're doing or that he has to like be a part of it. But if he can come along and compliment your purpose and your, um, whether your purpose is like, literally just having like, like letting the Lord be first in your home. Literally, if that's it, him, if that's your purpose, like, which of course our purpose in the end is, you know, um, 
to, you know, spread the goodness and, or the good news. And for him to come along and like take away from that, like foundational purpose is a huge red flag. It's like asking yourself like those questions, like, can he come alongside my purpose, whatever that is? And can I come alongside his and compliment his as well? And I think, you know, obviously like that's kind of like a gray explanation, but I think like um, having a, a premise for it or remembering it or allowing it to kind of be more, more fluidity in, in that. And I think that like, um, kind of dating to like just different areas of your life, like, um, and to like, how do we know the right one has come along? Obviously I can't like speak directly to that cause I haven't met them. So like, I'm like, I don't know, you know, I, if I see them, maybe I'll know, or like, if I, if they do this one thing I'll know, but like, I can't really speak to it from like any sort of experience because I, I don't believe that's happened to me yet. And, um, so I would say like something that I really am searching for is like a ministry partner and not, and not when I say ministry, like somebody that's going to like have a stage and do all this. Like, I want somebody that's going to understand when we're out at dinner and I'm like, I feel like the Lord's telling me to pay for this person's meal. And he's like, absolutely, let's do it. You know, not a man that's like, oh, what? That's weird. You know, or a man that I'm like, you know, I can be like, I feel like the Lord's telling us to like, go and pray for this person and he can walk over with me and pray with this person. So that's, that's, that's kind of what I mean by the, him complimenting your purpose. So don't, too much into like, oh, he's got to like know how to like market and do all this. It's like, no, 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 no. Like very at the bare, like at the, at the basics of it, like just compliment your purpose, your heart, not, you know, if you look good on your arm or you look good on his, like, that's not at all what I'm saying. So hopefully that came across. Let me know if that doesn't make any sense, but just someone that's going to be able to do the Lord's work with you alongside you and in love and excitedly. But I want to say real quick, um, I heard this sermon one time yeah. and this has stuck with me as well. It's so funny how like when people ask you questions, you just pull like you just pull like, godly wisdom from like all these different areas. Like, yes, I was, you know, heard this and it stuck with me. But um, I, I use this a lot in decision making. And I love how you brought up that scripture of like, you know, the voice of God being able to call you one way or another and show you the way. And but like being honest and like like just straight up in life I'm like I don't always know like it's not always like oh hey Michaela like this way is you know the where we go but I'm like oh, I don't know what to choose exactly. um but what I've come to find and I kind of say this lightheartedly but really I mean it um but like I feel like God's no is always a lot louder than his yeses like his yeses are normally like very gentle whispers and like usher you along and are like very um <clears throat> you know, you have a lot of peace and you can just move forward. And sometimes you can have peace about moving into something, but you're like, I don't know if like God's calling me here, but I, I have peace about it, but I'm not sure. Um, and you can like hesitate so much that you get hung up on it and then you never move forward and do it. You're like, I don't know. But I think in speaking to like those decisions, like um, being able to like move forward and kind of, like I said earlier, like almost like it's, if you have peace about it, if it, if it glorifies God, then it's almost a green light until it's a red light, like start moving. Like God loves you enough to be like, stop, you know, and like, you're going to hear, you're going to, you're going to get that in your heart. Like really quickly, I feel like his yeses are like, yeah, come on. And then as soon as I'm doing something and I hear stop, I'm like, ah, oh my gosh, you know, it kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, And you're like, okay, yes, Lord, like you got it. So I think like moving forward and like, um, you know, setting those things up, but also being open to redirection or being open to shutting it all down if that's what the Lord tells you to do. Because regardless, like the Lord sees our heart and he sees that like 
you are doing it for him and that you, or that you have pure intentions. And if you don't, allowing him to come in and show you what your intentions were in doing it. So I really think like keeping it very open and not putting so much pressure on yourself to like make a right decision or a wrong decision. It's just like, go ahead and move forward in love and in the Lord. And if he wants to redirect you, like allow him to redirect you. So I think kind of the same sense in, in relationships, but also, you know, that's a person that you're like yoking yourself with for life. So like be a little bit more, you know, strict about that, but that's, that's kind of my advice on that. I hope it's good, but I'll let you know once I meet him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I think that that was honestly so great. And I love that little analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you get. An analogy. I don't know if it's an analogy. I don't you know. <laughs> it's English, an analogy. It's not like a great subject, but anyways, um oh that's that. it's a green light until it's a red light i love that and it's not like it's not that god like not everyone is going right. most people are not going to hear an audible voice you know and most people are not right. going to open their bibles to something that says do not date this person you know but we have that feeling and i think a lot of times oh. when it's a red light we know mm -hmm. it's a red light, but we either don't yeah. want to admit it because it's fun or comfortable. Mm -hmm. It pulls us from an uncomfortable situation. And so we just make excuses. But um, I know for me, um, just because, you know, now right, I right. Yeah, school us. have met the person that I was going to marry. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. So I just like, I know this might sound cheesy, but and it's super simple, but you know, I'm, an advocate for living simple anyways it just feels right um you know there weren't any serious red flags it doesn't mean he was perfect or I was perfect there were definitely a lot of things that we had to work through um you know but but he brought me closer to Christ not further away uh and we had the ultimate goal of chasing after God together and growing in the maturity of Christ and I really liked what you said um, when you, you know, you gave some examples about like paying for that person's meal, or I just think, you know, when you're equally yoked, um, obviously at, at the biblical, you know, the basic biblical foundation of being a Christian, but also like, you know, your, your Christianity, um, your following yeah. the Lord just mm -hmm. like infiltrates who you are and how you act. Um, <laughs> You know, again, it no. you're perfect, but I, I'm kind of going on a tangent here. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's just peaceful. Like you just know, it just feels right. It's not forced. Yeah, um, I hope I, I hope I get that. So <laughs> um, oh, no, for sure. I do believe. Um, you know, I do believe that. You know, God obviously He wants to match us with. It's. You know, it's a, you know, obviously you mentioned something about being called to singleness, but for the majority of people, you know, God yeah. match us with that imperfectly perfect person that he has for us, mm -hmm. um, you know, and so I do believe that he will do that. But so before we wrap <laughs> up, let's give everyone a little bit of hope and, um, you know, understand that it's not a bad thing to desire a husband. Yes, she is. The Bible says that a wife is a gift. <laughs> that comes from waiting on God. There's refining in ourselves, you know, obviously being closer to the Lord. Um, God brings us the right person when he and I are both ready, which allows for more 
beautiful relationship. So is there anything? Oh yeah. So much hope. Oh my gosh. There's so much hope for this season. Like this is literally, and and just kind of like where they are like right now, I want to speak to that. Like this is time that you are never going to get back. Like once you are with somebody, you are with them for life. And then things are only going to get more and beauty will come with that season too. But don't neglect the season that you're in because there's so much beauty to be had here. Like you're never going to be able to live this, live this season again, God willing, you know, like you are going like you have time that you can spend with the Lord. Like you don't have, you know, a bunch of babies chasing after you. And like, you're just like getting alone in the closet just to breathe. Like my sister, I, I, we're surrounded by kids. I'm me and my brother, only ones who don't have them and love them so much. But I mean like there, and there's beauty that comes with that, but like life will only get more busy. And like right now, like is such a sweet season for you to be alone with the father and for him to be your, your main focus. And you can be selfish with that. Like I, um, I live alone right now. And, and while there's like challenges and things that come with that of like, you know, not having somebody with me or waking up on Christmas alone or spending my birthday evening alone, like there's that, that stuff is, that's hard. Like there's, you know, there's, there's difficult things that come with that, but allowing God to come in and fill those spaces there's so much beauty there of you not being able to get that back. Like being able to like, you know, ball out and worship for hours in the living room, like take advantage of that. Like take advantage of that time, take advantage of that space, take advantage Mm -hmm. of that solitude and getting alone and being with God. Like we, you know, we can try to fill those, those spaces with, with things that are not God and, and really kind of like clutter things up just to make us feel less alone. And then we move into this, into the season, into this relationship. And like, I don't know if you do this, but I, I really try to like pour from or like, um, uh, pull from people who are in different seasons than I am, especially ones that are, that are prior or that are, um, you know, before me and asking them like, what would you do? Or like, what's one thing you, you know, wish that you would have done or taken seriously. And a lot of people are like, I just wish I would have used my single season to, to spend time with God. It would have paid off so much more here, here and here. Um, and getting alone with him and just being like the, him being my everything. And of course he always should be, but like, let's be honest, like you have soccer practice, you need to get kids to lunches to pack, like clothes to be washed. Like you can invite him into that, but there's always all these other things that, that he, um, that uh, responsibilities that he's in, um, that he's given to you. And, um, so I think that there's so much beauty here and, and recognizing that like, God's not going to let you miss it if you were wrapped up in him, you know? And I, I so many people are like, oh, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. I'm like, then quit getting distracted. Like then spend time with the Lord, like do what he's asking you to do. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to let you miss it if you're, if you're wrapped up in him and he's going to make sure that, that you do. And if you take off somewhere else, like allow him to come in and correct you. It's kind of like this, you know, running round and round of like, just, just being connected to him and allowing for the season to instill in you, um, what God wants it to instill in you and doing, you know, growing spiritually so that the wait time, you know, isn't beyond what, what his, what, what he wants it to be or like what it can be or what you want it to be. Like, you know, really partner with him in this and make him your everything. Like you will never 
ever regret, never, ever regret making him the center of your world. And so quit being so reluctant to do that and look at this season as an opportunity to do that because you can bring in all this clutter and you can settle for, you know, whatever. But ultimately in this time, if you are searching for anything else besides God, um, none, none of it's going to what you're searching for in these people is Jesus and the way that he loves you and the completed work of, of the cross and being fully known and fully loved. Like you're searching for Jesus in all of these different areas and all these different men and all these different people. And none of them are ever going to deliver. You're just going to distract your way through life and um, just constantly live in, in wishing that you could go back and, and redo it. I know there's seasons of my life now that I look back and I'm like, man, I really wish I would have like focused on my relationship with God more because I would be, you know, have elevated to this point or like done, done this or be this closer to God, or I would have learned this. I've already been around this mountain. Why am I going around it again? Well, because you didn't, you didn't do what you needed to do the first time. And so you're going back around it because you've got to learn this lesson because he loves you too much to let you move on from it. Um, you've got to retake the test, you know? And so that sort of stuff. So I think that um, recognizing the beauty here and kind of flipping your, your mindset um, of, of this. Okay. The last thing I want to say, and literally don't hate me. Um, but I think that a lot of people too, they get so caught up in like, Oh, I'm alone. I'm alone. I'm alone. And it's like, but you're, you're not. And not only that, but if you believe, you believe that God is going to bring you somebody like you're already like, you already belong to that person down the road. Like, you know what I mean? So like be a single person with a taken mindset, like all you're already devoted to them. You already are their wife. Like, you know what I mean? Just because it hasn't come to fruition yet, like start becoming who they, they need you to be, you know, and pray that they're doing the same in their life. And, you know, like, if you, if you want to go ahead and start living like sacrificially, like you can be devoted to them now. If you're so eager to be cuffed, like go ahead and cuff yourself. Like the temptations don't stop when you're in a relationship. Loneliness doesn't go away. Uh, you know, once you're in a relationship relationship. So, you know, if he's not the one quit talking to that guy, you know, you're taken by your future husband, you know, so start dying to yourself. Like you're going to have to do every day for the rest of your life, <laughs> you know? So like really just kind of look at these opportunities and, um, and enjoy the season. Cause you're not going to get it back, especially with being alone with the Lord. So. Yeah, definitely. And you know, if you would have told me that a while back, um, you know, I've, I've always had, a relationship with the Lord, but I've never truly, yeah. I guess, um, I, t I took it for granted, you know, the time that I had to sit with him. And now that I'm like, obviously we all, all of us right. always have, we're, you know, we're never as close to God as we could be. Um, but you know, I'm so much closer to him now than I was, you know, even four years ago, but like Ashton, when I was, you know, really single, <laughs> um, you know, I probably would have thought you were yeah. kind of crazy for saying like, just spend all your time with the Lord and you're, you're, you're going to love it. And, and I probably would have yes. been like, okay, well you might be a Jesus freak, but, <laughs> but now I'm like, no guys, you don't understand. Like right. the more you spend your time with him, the more you're going to thirst for him. And like, I just, it is such a desire of my heart sometimes to just be able to sit down and um, just study his word and get lost in his word. And, you know, a lot of times, like, so I have one, maybe two naps a day where I get to work or clean or eat or shower because, you know, I have a baby. And sometimes I take those naps just to study the word of God. And 
the whole time I'm sitting there right. like a little bit anxious because I'm like, when's she going to wake up? When's she going to wake up? And so I really just, yeah. tell, you know, everyone listening, like she's not lying. Like do not take that time that you have. And to be and two, like, I, I love how you said that. Cause I would have thought the same thing. Like if I like thinking back to how I was like before Jesus, I would have been like, okay, that sounds like the most boring thing in the world. Why would I like waste time at home with God? Like, should I be like living it up and like out and doing whatever, because I'm going to be taking the rest of my life. And I'm like, no, no, not at all. And I think like, Whenever you can get alone and kind of right. like I said earlier, like really allow yourself to um, allow yourself to to be known by God, then that's going to be able or be loved by God. That's when you're going to be able to to love yourself. And so I think that there's you know so many things that that go into that and that I could say, um, but I mean, gosh, it is. Yeah. Oh Our yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. So I love that. So. Yeah, so okay. Uh, if you want to find more um, on Mick and follow along her journey, the Empowerment Project, she has a lot to offer, um, like I mentioned in the beginning. But basically, where you can find all of the links for all of the wonderful things she does is the Empowerment Project on Instagram. <laughs> and the Empowerment Project has two T's at the end of it. So it's the empowerment project with two t's at the end and i really just want to end this by i think this is a quote by yes actually um the one about a warm body is that by you okay Okay, great i know i love this so much so i just have to i'm just gonna end it with this um a warm body will not heal your heart a warm body will not satisfy your soul Mm. a warm body will not ignite your spirit only god only he can yeah and i want to add real quick before we leave like um you know if any single (laughs) girls are listening and like wondering like how can i like pursue contentment in singleness because i don't know if we hit on this but pursuing contentment in singleness is really getting to a point of like you know god is asking you right now like am i enough am I enough? And like, when you can say, yes, God, you're enough for the rest of my life, you're enough. Then I think is going to be the moment that you, that you will be ready to move into the next season. So I just want to leave you guys with that and, and something to kind of chew on and pursue in this season. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I know it's going to bless so many hearts. And, um, awesome. Thank you, know, you. Provide that hope for them. And so thank you again so much.